you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We continue on with our friend, Lauren. I'm pretty excited about that. Thank you for joining us and being part of this broadcast. Thank you for tuning us in. We know this takes some time during your day. And I promise as we go through with Lauren, she's going to teach you more about all the junk she went through. And I know some of you people out there are going, that's me. I've been there. I went through stuff like that. And that's that's why we're here talking about that. So uh, mm-hmm. good morning, Lauren. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Oh, good. And, and so, folks, yesterday I started with the verse, Second Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. So remember where fear comes from. It doesn't come from God. But in Lauren's case, I just want to say that everything Lauren told me was really going on in her life. I know that some of it was anxiety and, and, but I just want you to know that some of this may sound a little crazy to you. Been there. Okay. I've been there. Okay. Lauren. So you, you're done at the hospital. You found out you're having an anxiety. Take us from there. Um, so that was actually when I first learned about anxiety was being at the hospital. Um, and the symptoms that it can have. So, yeah, I just wanted to share, you know, a little bit of some symptoms just because I felt very alone and Satan has a very, he's got a way with doing that. He's, he's a professional at really making people feel like they're the only ones going through something. Right. And so yeah. just a lot of the symptoms, I mean, I went through probably 25 anxiety symptoms in the first month. So I really went from having a healthy, everything all my life to just everything going wrong, thinking I was dying which ended up causing me to have health anxiety, which I also had never heard of. But I would have things, you know, like my chest felt tight. Um, I wasn't able to breathe well, and it would just come and go. Um, I had numbness in my hands. I would, I had insomnia, brain zaps. Um, I had this thing where I couldn't even enjoy my family. Like we went out to the beach one time, and I couldn't even just sit still just to enjoy a relaxed moment out. Um I would feel like I couldn't breathe. And then I got introduced to somatic OCD, which I had also never heard of. I started having this obsessive thought about my breathing and I would have to feel like I had to consciously make myself breathe. And I was at this point thinking, man, I'm really losing it. I'm going crazy. I can't even breathe without telling myself I could breathe. And then um, I just had symptom after symptom, but then I started having this air hunger thing. Like I wasn't breathing correctly. And then I think this was a little bit after I had met you and you started helping me, but I went, it was like, I went to the doctor for everything. I mean, I would have panic attacks in the doctor's office and she would be trying to calm me down. And they did some blood tests to see if I was deficient in things. And um, it came back one time that my carbon dioxide CO2 was high. And I was like, Whoa, okay this proves it. I just cannot breathe right anymore. Something happened in my body and it was just the anxiety taking over telling me that something was really wrong when it was just an anxiety symptom. So, so you breathe just to catch you guys up. So that happens to folks. And at this point, you know, there's a little bit of biblical counseling going on, but I would look up (laughs) some of these things that Lauren was going through. This is a real situation. And I found out as a matter of fact, I took a deep breath as I'm saying this, that (laughs) sometimes when we get anxious and we get upset, 
you know how sometimes people would give you a paper bag and say, breathe in this, because you're forced to take deep breaths. And, mm-hmm. and so actually what was happening with Lauren is you get choppy and stuff, right? I mean, you get mm-hmm. wound up, you start taking short, quick breaths. And, and uh, so, and then other things happen. I mean, mm-hmm. right? The more things happen at your house and I mean, what's, what's going on here through all this? And folks, I want, I'm asking this question. I'm setting you guys up because there's one crazy thing after yes. another here. <laughs> so I want you to know it's common. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we had two vehicles down through Thanksgiving because, um, well, thankfully he was working from home then so that my husband could work on the cars. And he had thing the whole engines out on one of the cars had the whole engine out and the other one had some of the crazy stuff going on with it so he was working on both cars they were both not able to be used so we were stuck at the apartment um for two weeks straight with no vehicle couldn't leave and he was out one night working on one of the cars and i had dinner ready elena was sleeping and i you know it was it was ready but i was gonna let him stay out there for just a little bit longer and he came in on his own and we sat down and had dinner. And within a couple minutes of eating dinner, all of a sudden we heard pop, 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 pop. And so I guess the guy above us had a hitman after him. And right outside our apartment door, he was being shot at. And then I darted, like I dropped to the floor and then ran to the back of the house to try and see, cause you could hear cars like going by really fast. So I was seeing who it was and I saw it was his car. And then the crazy thing, there was a little bit of humor still in that whole weird situation of, you know, I was already be- dealing with panic attacks and thinking that I had my family and asbestos and just in a por- horrible area. And then there's a shooting right outside our door and we have no vehicle to leave. We're stuck there. And then, so after the shooting happens within like 30 seconds, I see everybody coming out of their apartment like, hey, yo, what's up? And I was like, why are you outside? There's a shooting just happened and all these people are coming outside like everything's fine. And I was just, you know, this is crazy Virginians for you. And yeah, so yeah, that was just another thing that we went through adding on to that. So, um, so you end up, I mean, I guess the cops come out, arrest the guy, but this is all adding up and your hypervigilance is going crazy. So, so mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just helping her along folks. Cause the story's <laughs> huge, man. And, uh, and all the, and I'm la- I'm laughing with Lauren right now. Okay. There were times. I laugh would, now. <laughs> yeah. I would hang up the phone and just start praying or I'd go up and say, Hey Debbie, did you hear that? Because when I talk to people, uh, especially ladies or whatever, if, if Debbie's not sitting right next to me, I'm on speaker. So I, a couple oh times God. I'd run upstairs and say, did you hear that? You know? and, and one time she did, another time she didn't catch me up. And I'd say, man, someone got shot. So so then we're, we're at it. And I don't. And, and folks, forgive us. I mean, thankfully, we're at a place right now where we can laugh and you know, maybe someday we'll laugh even more, but, but, uh, then you go to the Cairo. So, so we're, we're studying the Bible. I'm giving Lauren stuff to read and study. And, yeah. and in the meantime, so she's trying to get healthier. She goes for a run. She takes the baby out. They get their cars working. So she goes to the chiropractor. Yeah. So tell and us then, about that. <laughs> so. I just had this simple little thing of feeling like, you know, a rib had popped out of place. It happened before. So I didn't think anything of it. And he does his thing trying to fix it a little bit different than he did the first time. And he was super aggressive. He ended up 
twisting my rib cage. Um, he strained my neck and there was something else. I don't remember at the time right now, but it was so bad that I called him up and I said, yo, something is wrong. And he had me come back in. He was like, oh, you're just so tight. You know, you've got so much anxiety. You've got so much tightness in you. I just need to do it again. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what it is. So he did it all again, the same thing. And so I was real, real bad shape at this point. So, you know, I had been through all this anxiety. I feel like. So I didn't know this. He, he did this twice. He did it twice. (laughs) No, that's not even the point. Like after that, it was the whole weekend. I was in physical pain all weekend. I couldn't sleep. I was already struggling. I was like, I went through like a month straight of no sleep. I really thought I was going to just drop and die. Like this was before that happened, the chiropractor incidents. It was just all the anxiety, you know, just thinking I was in an unsafe place. I was not providing a good place for my family. You know, I was the one that picked the place. Everything was just, I felt like the Satan was putting it all on me. You know, he was making me blame myself kind of a thing. And, and I was accepting it and I should not have been. So I should have been taking care of my mind a little bit more. And yeah, so on the, over the weekend, I was struggling. I called him back on Monday, like somebody help me. And I went back and the other chiropractor was like, oh yeah, I can feel what's the problem. And he was like, well, let me, I can fix it. And I was like, okay, wait, <laughs> at this point I wasn't trusting anybody. And so he did some things and it did not help. I had to go to the hospital. I had a whole bunch of things going on and they did CT scans. And um, so this is just, when someone is just dealing with health anxiety and now they've got things that I thought my rib was broken and now I'm going to a hospital for something that's actually real. It's not just a made up thing in my brain. And then my brain started using that as, Oh, this is why you can't breathe because he damaged you. And now your phrenic nerve that controls your diaphragm, all that is broken. And so now you're going to have, all these breathing problems for the rest of your life and everything was just going south. You yeah. know, my brain was really making up a lot of stories and, yeah. and I just, I mean, I would reach out to you and I got to the point to where I felt bad coming to you and telling you the things that I was it, going it was, through. So folks just keep in score here. All right. <laughs> At this point, as we go into the uh, transition here to go ahead and, and play what we have to play for our radio stations. Um, so, I mean, things are going really bad at this point, but they're going to go a lot better in just a minute. So hang with us. We'll be right back with you. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. So, folks, thanks for hanging with us. I'm just going to catch you up a little bit on my side. So during this time, uh, you know, there's an ongoing dialogue, and 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 I'm trying to comfort Lauren and Eric. Is I met I met Eric. He's doing some work from home, and and we're realizing that God is shaking their nest bad. And a couple of things. So I started explaining to Lauren at this point, as you guys know, there's triggers, and mm-hmm. and life was getting to the point, Lauren, where 
you had more triggers than you did normal life. I mean, there, mm -hmm. there was no way for you to live with everything going on. I mean, you were ready to explode, pop. I mean, uh, your life was just going crazy at this point, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was thankful that you had taught me about, you know, being able to identify what my triggers were, because if I didn't know my triggers, I couldn't prepare to fight them with scripture or prepare to fight them with, you know, truth. Just, you know, the triggers, I had a lady that lived upstairs and she was a trigger for me just because she was a very negative person and she would complain. And I was like, wow, okay, her complaining about our situation here at the apartment was a huge trigger. I would go inside and have a panic attack and I had to fight, you know, the Lord is going to protect me where this is where he has us right now. And I'm, I'm going to trust him. Um, you know, the whole world can be coming, it could be crashing down, but if, but, but when you have the Lord on your side, you know, he can protect you from absolutely anything. And he absolutely did. He protected Eric from that, from that shooting. He was going to be right wow. out there. And, you know, he came in in just the nick of time. And see folks, so I, I knew about the shooting, but I had no idea that, you know, Eric came in to grab Chow. And so anyway, just to move to the other side of this story. Um, mm -hmm. So at this point, I mean, Lauren, they're getting a great amount of support at church. They really are. Yeah. Great pastor. Uh, John Charles, dear friend of mine. I've known him for decades and wonderful family. But obviously, you can't keep on living life the way you're at. So a lot of questions, right. you know, so we're asking and answering and seeking the Bible and Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we're memorizing verses like he healeth mm -hmm. the broken and not bindeth up the yeah. the righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them all. I mean, we're trying yeah. to remember everything we can. We're looking for triggers, but we come to the realization. And, and I mean, Lauren's talking to everybody, you know, doctors, she's studying the Bible, she's doing research, and they just realize we can't live like this. And, and I think, I'm going to let Lauren go on here. Mm -hmm. I think once in a while, God steers things up. Mm -hmm. I think once okay. in a while, you know, God uses these events. Now, don't get me wrong. Lauren picked the wrong apartment. Yeah, I've been there too. I picked a better <laughs> one in Georgia. Uh, but all these things, it's just not one thing here. Mm -hmm. And so God had something else in mind for you guys. So... Mm -hmm. How does all that transition? So, I mean, how does, yeah, I mean, I, so I guess so, what I'm asking Lauren, I, I, I didn't know what to tell them. I'm just telling yeah. Lauren, I'm just looking at things as triggers in life. If you want life, you got to get away from triggers. So right, take, right. take us from there. Yeah. Um, so I had, you know, taken your good advice of memorizing scripture that would be beneficial to me when I had these things come up. And, you know, I think of, Philippians 4 8 and oddly enough we had that huge printed out on a wood board in our house in the apartment that was like the only thing we had up on the wall um it's finally brethren whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely and whatsoever things are of a good report if there be any virtue and if there be any praise think on these things now i believe you know fear is what leads you to having anxiety. Um, yeah. And I had a whole lot of fears and I was letting my mind, I noticed the days that I had not protected my mind and, um, you know, dive into the Lord's, his word. It was my worst days. And so I had to constantly, it was, 
it was like a constant thing, not just a daily, you know, making sure that I didn't think wrong things or allow things in my mind the way I was. It was almost a minute to minute thing that I had to constantly think on things that are lovely and good report, things that are pure and honest. And I had to ask myself every time a thought came to my mind is what I would do. I would say, is this honest? Is this pure? And, you know, my anxiety brain would try and say, well, yeah, it is honest. You know, this is how I'm feeling right now. This is what's going on. But I had to think biblically. And um, one of my verses, I was also, oddly enough, okay, this is really cool. The Lord knows. He knows our future. He knows everything. And he plans everything out for us. I started taking um, Bible counseling courses before all this happened, like maybe two weeks before this started. And it was just amazing because what we were going through in the classes turned out to be what I needed that week. And where is it? There's um, a Bible verse here. What we talked about in class. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, so while she looks for that verse, and isn't that great how God does that? He just, so folks, that's why we study our Bible. That's why we do our Bible reading. That's why we are obedient to learning from God's word is that uh, he has a way of providing exactly what we need, exactly when we need it. So Lauren, you just preempt me when you find what you're looking for, or I'll just keep babbling on. I have a a couple saved here, but it talks about um, fear brings torment. And I had been asking my professor, you know, since he, uh, helps a lot of people with anxiety. I was trying to tell him, you know, I would just feel torment and I couldn't explain why. And then that session, we talked about that verse about fear bringing torment. And I was like, that's what it is, is I have so much fear and I'm not trusting the Lord. And that was what it came down to was learning to trust the Lord, you know, because I went through so much, I started doubting his goodness. I started allowing Satan's thoughts into my mind and, First that John four eight, there is no fear, but in in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because yes. fear have torment. That's that it. Fear is is made not perfect in love. Yeah, yes. yeah. So and that's so, helpful. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was just amazing. Even though all those things were happening, it was the Lord was still there. Even though I didn't feel like He was, or I couldn't see Him there, He still was, and I I needed to believe that and trust that again. And, you know, I thought my faith was strong before all this happened, but I hadn't really been through some crazy stuff. And so now that I went through some crazy things, it was trying, it was testing my faith. And I saw that my faith really was not strong. Like I thought it was, it was weak and I needed to work on that. And, um, yeah. there's another verse, Isaiah 41. Well, my, my favorite verse that I like to use was first Corinthians ten thirteen that there's had no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. So right there, you know, Satan tells you, you're the only one going through this. When no, it says it right here in God's word that there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. This is something that so many of us go through temptations to, you know, doubt God or temptations to fear, whatever it is, you're not alone. And um, just my biggest thing is memorizing that verse and reminding and fighting those thoughts in our head that Satan likes to use those fiery darts and, you know, tell him, no, I'm not going, I'm not the only one that's going through this. And, but God is faithful 
who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. And he's given you that that way of escape, whether um, it's quoting scripture and, you know, knowing your triggers, um, avoiding those triggers and, and memorizing verses to fight those triggers. And as something as silly for me, a trigger was seeing a trailer or seeing like a, in a trailer park, you know, because of our housing situation. And I was just like, man, that's what we're going to end up in is some broken down, terrifying place. And just because of the area that was there, that would, I don't know, it was just Satan. So folks, I, I'm going to grab an epilogue here because we're right at the end of this one as well. <laughs> but, uh, just so you know, Laura and Eric are doing great. God moved them away from the triggers and yeah. uh, God's providing a way for Eric to continue on with his education, finding a job. So pray for Eric and Lauren. Lauren's doing great. We'll bring her back on sometime, Yay. but uh, we do appreciate having you, Lauren. And uh, thank you for all this, man. This is a lot. Hey, may God bless you, folks. We look forward <laughs> to having you with us tomorrow. We're going to have Eric, Lauren's husband, with us tomorrow. So don't miss that. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.